Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome back. I am your host, Don Simmons, and in this episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies, we are going to be discussing behaviors and activities we do that result in curses having a legal right to operate in our lives. We have already discussed what a curse is and what a blessing is. We've reviewed Deuteronomy 28 discussing obedience and disobedience relating to blessings and curses. And last week we discussed events or occurrences that suggest or reveal a curse may be operating in our lives. This is part seven of our series, Understanding Blessings and Curses. And today we will talk about how to break curses and usher in blessings that are being blocked by curses. So let's review again the definition of a curse. A curse is uh, defined, excuse me, as a solemn utterance intended to involve a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. The definition of a blessing is God's favor and protection. There are two things we're going to discuss today, the why and the how. The, the the reason that we want to do that is because without the why, there is no how. So let's get started on the why. What do I mean by why? Well, I'm referring to the why behind why we are able to break curses. Throughout this podcast and even in this series, we have discussed in depth the why behind the existence of curses and blessings. So let's come to an understanding of why we, as believers, and this is the only, this, this topic, or this is only for believers, this is why, have the ability to break a curse. Everything, everything we need for this is rooted in the cross. For a curse to have a legal right, a rebellion, disobedience, or a turning from God's ways has happened. Uh, 
That is what enables the curse to begin. And then our additional acts allow it to continue. When we repent and turn away from our rebellion, we enter into an exchange. There is an exchange we participate in as we turn back to God, place him as our priority and enter into obedience. Jesus tells us about this in Matthew 8, 16 through 17. And it says, when evening came, many who were demon possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. It is also referenced in 1 Peter 2, 21 through 24. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. So this exchange has taken place. Our sins for the sacrifice of Jesus. In the Old Testament, before Jesus, sin was atoned for through a sin offering. We see that discussed in Isaiah 53.10, which reads, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. We are no longer required to do a sin offering because Jesus did it for us once and for all. So through this exchange, we become clean. All of the curses we discussed in Deuteronomy 28 were still and are still considered curses under the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. And that is why the only reason why we were able to break or be released from curses. This is also why I say this Ability only applies to believers. If you're not a believer, you do not have this exchange. And so you are living with curses. It's really important that we have that understanding behind why we are able to break these curses. I know it seems self-explanatory, but to move forward and say and do what we need to do We should make sure we're all aware of this why, or you'll have a tendency to look back and revisit old behaviors, or allow the enemy to deceive you into believing you cannot break a curse, even after you've gone through and broken it. Now on to the how. I've broken this down, no pun intended, into six steps. So we will be going through the steps first, And then we will go through a prayer that you can use to break a curse. As we discuss the steps, don't worry about writing it out for your prayer, because again, we will lay out and, and, and I will make it available on my website under the resources tab. 
So you can always download it there. So just follow along with these steps so that we have a full understanding of why this step is even there and what it means. Because when it's time for you to, to do your prayer, we don't ever want to say anything in a prayer that we don't understand or that we're not in agreement with. So the six steps to breaking a curse. Number one, acknowledge Jesus as our Savior. As a believer, we do this when we're baptized, but we want to do it again here and acknowledge that as our Savior, He bore our sins on the cross. He died and was resurrected, and our faith is in Him alone. Number two, repent. This is almost always my second step because we almost always have to turn ourselves back to God. We need to submit to him. That's the obedience part of how we need to live our lives. We want to renounce whatever sins allow a curse to operate in our lives. So we want to repent. Number three, acknowledge our forgiveness and address any unforgiveness. One thing I see frequently is someone who has asked the Lord for forgiveness and then continues to feel ashamed about their sin. Now think about this. God sent his son to live with us, teach us, correct us, and guide us. He then also sacrificed his son which Jesus willingly did for us to atone for all of our sin. We accepted Jesus as our Savior to receive that forgiveness, and then we have the nerve to act like all that God did, all that Jesus did, was not enough, and we continue to carry our shame. In a way, that means you are above Jesus. If you are so bad that what Jesus did isn't good enough, then you're not forgiving what God has already forgiven. That doesn't work. That does lead me into the other point of this, and that is unforgiven sin. Whether our own sin, as I've just described, or unforgiven sin we're carrying because of someone who has wronged us. And we've discussed this before. We have to release those feelings, give them to the Lord, and clear our heart from carrying that around with us. If you can't do that, then you can't break a curse. This is also the time when or where you will address a generational curse. So when you have a generational curse, that is a wrong carried out against you that was without your involvement. Now, sometimes you may have participated. And you need to repent from that. So, you know, something carried on in your family and you then participated in that, then yeah, repent from that. But what we're addressing here is a legal trespass allowed by an ancestor that has been carried down to you without your initiating the cause of that trespass. Okay. Number four, we want to clean our house. So this is tied to the previous point, and we don't want to overlook it. It's This is something that is frequently overlooked, and it really gets in our way. So as you're going through this process, 
you may find the Holy Spirit prompting you of something in your past that's old, long forgotten. You may have spoken some words over someone or even cursed someone. Whatever the circumstances are, as you're going through this, if the Holy Spirit is bringing someone to your remembrance, understand that is something that needs to be addressed in order to move forward and break the curse. It's a cleaning of the house. It's like when you go out to clean your garage or your attic and you find all those old treasures you haven't seen in a while. Some have positive connotations associated with them, and maybe some have some painful ones. We need to go through and clean it out. Do not overlook this step, because if you overlook this step, you're not going to be able to break curses, okay? Every single step has to be completed in its entirety. Okay, number five, renounce any satanic or occult practices. Most people don't acknowledge some of the simple things they do that are rooted in the satanic. Reading your horoscope is rooted in the satanic. And we have talked in a number of podcasts about witchcraft and occult practices. So listen to those if you're interested in understanding more, because this is more common than most people realize. Any participation in these activities gives Satan a legal right over your life, and it is a wide berth. He doesn't have to stay in one lane, even if you're saved. So if you did this when you were in high school or college, after you were saved, and now you're in your 30s and 40s, and you've never renounced it, it could easily have attributed to marital problems, financial problems, health problems, and you could have passed it on to your kids because it is functioning in your home. I'm not saying any of this to scare you. I say it because I've seen it over and over again. People come to me for help and the devastation meddling in the occult produces is staggering. The most I have ever dealt with generationally generationally with curses and the occult is five generations. And that is not a legacy you want to leave behind. Finally, once you have done all these things, there's only one thing left to do, and that is step six. Step six is pray. Now we're going to create a prayer together that you can use. What we want to do is keep it simple. It's going to say what we need it to say and nothing more. You can embellish it to fit your specifics. So if you need to add some names to it or something specific, by all means do that. But we're not trying to make this a long drawn out prayer. You can always add scripture to it. That's just going to add power. But We just don't want to overcomplicate it and get poetry, you know, poetic and flowery. That's not what we're trying to do. Sometimes people who don't pray a lot in public get intimidated by people who do these long, drawn-out prayers. And so that keeps them from even praying privately because 
They think, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be done. That's not the way it's supposed to be done. Say what you need to say and move on. So long drawn out prayers are no more powerful than short ones that say the same thing in less words. Are you ready? Let's get to breaking some curses. Even if you don't think you have a curse, do this. Because if there's anything hanging over you trying to interfere, this will address that as well. And I think it's good to do, you know, once or twice a year at least. Because sometimes things can be hanging around or wanting to bother us or whatever. And we don't know it yet. And it's just waiting. It's throwing things out there to try and get you to to bite. And this is a good way to get rid of some of that. Clear this stuff out. Okay, so are you ready? Again, this is on the website. Uh, it's under the resources tab, breaking curses, something, something along that line. It's already on there. So here's what we're going to do. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge and believe you are the Son of God, the way to God, and that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. I repent, Lord, for any rebellion, disobedience, for all my sins, and I submit to you, Lord. I confess my sins to you, Lord, and ask for forgiveness for all my sins, anything I have done to allow a curse in my life. I ask to be released from any generational curses or sins. I willingly forgive anyone who has wronged or harmed me, Lord. And here you can add anyone that the Holy Spirit is prompting you by naming them specifically. I renounce any involvement with the occult or anything satanic. I cancel all claims and rights of Satan against me. Lord, I believe and accept the exchange of my sins for your death on the cross and your resurrection. In Jesus' name, I ask you to release me now, Lord, from every curse in my life. I thank you, Lord, that your word never fails. And by faith, I receive my release. Thank you, Lord. Guide me, Lord, to align my life with your will. In Jesus' name, amen. That is it. Simple, and it does everything we need it to do. The enemy cannot continue when you've completed this and remain in him. Now, this concludes our series on understanding blessings and curses. By doing that prayer, you're clearing out any curses that you have, anything that's close to a curse that's coming in your life, and you're positioning yourself to start to receive those blessings. You're allowing the Lord a legal way to start providing for you, to show you favor in a way that Maybe he hasn't been able to before if there was a curse interfering. The important thing to do is stay true. Stay in line with him. 
Don't go back. Don't look backward. Don't fall back into any old habits that may have gotten you in a situation that you shouldn't have been in in the first place. Keep your eyes on Jesus and move forward. Then you will start to see the blessings come. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you know anyone who is experiencing any of these issues, please share this podcast. Addressing these demonic influences and getting them out of your lives is life-changing if we are willing. As always, we are going to recap the top show points. Now, this is part seven in our series, Understanding Blessings and Curses. And today we talked about how to break curses and usher in blessings that are being blocked by curses. A curse is defined as a solemn utterance intended to involve a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. The definition of a blessing is God's favor and protection. There are two things that we discussed today, the why and the how. Without the why, there is no how. As believers, and this is only for those who are believers, you have the ability to break a curse. Everything we need for this is rooted in the cross. For a curse to have a legal right a rebellion or a disobedience or a turning from God's ways has happened. There is an exchange we participate in when we turn back to God, place him as our priority and enter into obedience. And we talked about Matthew 8, 16 through 7, 1 Peter 2, 21 through 24, and Isaiah 53, 10 as a scriptural explanation of that exchange. Jesus fulfilled the law, and that is why we are able to break or be released from curses. Now, there's six steps to breaking a curse. Number one, acknowledge Jesus as our Savior. Number two, repent. Number three, acknowledge our forgiveness and address any unforgiveness. Number four, clean our house, our spiritual house. (laughs) Number five, renounce any satanic or occult practices. And the last step is to pray. And we walked through essentially these steps when we developed our prayer. And again, that prayer is on the website, on the resources tab. We encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. It will be helpful in gaining wisdom and understanding, and it is required for the gift of spiritual discernment. Also, we did drop our uh, video last Saturday or Sunday on Ephesus, and it's the seventh of the seven churches in the Book of Revelation series. So don't forget to check that out. Also, just a reminder, we have scripture journals that can be found on Amazon, If you go into um, Mountain Mover Media, uh, they they have a store under their name, and uh, there's 45 journals under there, so there's all different designs. Also, I am doing a giveaway of the book and study guide 
for my new book, Loving Conversations, How to Pray and Hear God's Voice. So if you want to be included in the random drawing each week, send us an email to contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com and put in the subject line LC for Loving Conversations. And in the email, let us know where you want the books to be sent and who it's being sent to as well. So just a name. And we are doing that for the month of March and possibly the entire month of April. I have not yet decided on that, but certainly that's what we're doing this week. So now if you want to purchase the book, there's the information uh, can be found. Um, there's a link in the description. But if you just go on Amazon and put in Loving Conversations, um, how to pray and hear God's voice, it's going to pop up. There's also a study guide um, that's a good resource. Um, it's a five-week study guide to support you while you're going through that um, because it's really about how to discern the Lord's voice from your voice so that you can hear his best plan for your life. So this concludes our series understanding blessings and curses. I have enjoyed our time this week, and I look forward to spending time with you again next week. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me, and I would kindly ask you to rate our show and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering our unseen enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal kill and destroy, but we can give him an eviction notice. <laughs>